Alright, so here's the thing, guys. Let's get into this next podcast. Last time I was talking about, you know, what happened between, you know, race, sexuality, that type of thing with Tank and Ben Rodriguez, and that whole shebang. So this time I wanted to talk more about red flags and green flags. And this would be in terms of relationships, um, psychological concept. Um, so for red flags, there's several of those that probably you heard of before. They're actually very common. Uh, there would be lack of communication, irresponsible, immature, and unpredictable behavior, a lack of trust, controlling behavior, a non-resolution of past relationships, and the relation one of the another one is the relationship is built on the need to feel needed, and then they're elusive about their past. So these are just some of the red flags for a relationship. Um, For a green flag, so we can have green flags combat the red flags, so I don't want to give just the negative, I want to give you the positive as well. So for the green flags, these would be things of a nature where they're the first person you think of when you have good news or bad news and you want to talk to them about it. That's that's a good thing. The fact that you are that communicative with them is an amazing and great thing. They make you feel great. They make you feel loved. Um, you can be completely 100% your authentic self with them, meaning the same way that you act when you are by yourself, you are acting that same way with them. You do not feel the need to have to conform yourself or to present yourself in a different light um, than what you normally are. So you're not acting as though you're on a job interview. You're not acting as though you have to put forth a facade of something um, in that nature. Um, like I said, you let their, your guard down with that person. Um, you have your issues, and of course, every relationship does have their issues, um, but it's more so how you work through them and the communication that you have between that and, and how that works going forward. Um, so like I said, they're the person you wanna share good news with, you're authentic with them, the relationship um, grows and there will be the ups and downs, like I've said, but for me, for instance, communication skills are top notch, even when things are bad. So even when you guys are mad at each other, even when things aren't so well, you still have enough respect for the other person and respect for yourself and for the relationship to at least communicate, even if it is in a way that isn't, um, even if you're mad, so you're still communicating and it's not in a way that's disrespectful. You're just still letting each other know what's going on um, and you're not completely icing them out or running away from conflict or ghosting. And these are just some of the ways um, that those are not good communication skills and skills you should not practice. Um, and going through this is like, <laughs> ghosting is a very harmful way to just break things off with someone. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. It does happen. However, if you are actually building something with someone, they deserve the respect of you at least being an adult enough to say, hey, you know what? These things aren't working or we're not working out for whatever reason that may be. But to go someone is just to, to just leave them in such a state where they're thinking everything they did was wrong. They don't know what went wrong 
And it's just a very toxic thing to do to someone. And it, it doesn't lead them to any type of closure. And it also, it doesn't help you either because then you start to develop that trait of ghosting as a form of communication, not just with that one person, but with people going forward. Another green flag would be you're proud of them. You're proud to be with them out in the open. There's no, you don't feel as though you need to hide. Um, your friends are receptive to them. And one of the other red flags is when your friends do not like that person. If you and your friends don't get on very well with that person and that person wants to isolate you so much so from your friends, that's a red flag. Now we're talking about those red flags and those green flags. I want to give an example of this. Um, so we've talked about what those look like, both on the positive end and the negative end. And in terms of a red flag and a green flag, I'm going to give an example of a situation that happened to me, um, or not to me directly, but more so directly because I was living in that situation. And this wasn't anything that happened, you know, while I was living with my parents or anything like this. This is while I was in college, particularly earlier this year when I was in senior year. Um, this is my very last semester of college. So I had two roommates at the time. And YOLO, it's so much fun living with roommates because you get to meet so many different people. Some of them become lifelong friends, some of them become friends for that semester, some of them you never talk to again. Um, so I had a new roommate, and let's just call them Leo. Um, I just say Leo because I was just watching Charmed, and I don't know, his name came to my head first. So let's say Leo, and let's call the other one Chris. Now, when I first moved in, it was me... Um, it was Leo, and then my other Asian roommate, and I don't remember his name, I think it was Taeyun. Yeah, Taeyun. And me, Leo, and Taeyun were all chilling, we were great. There was harmony, there was balance there. In the room next to mine, there was no one there for a while. And this was around January. And then maybe two months later, so January, March, then around March, a new person moves in, and this new person, Chris. So let's say this is person is Chris. They move in and they don't move in just with themselves. Chris moves in with, um, you know, himself, his baby mom, and their child, their infant of two and a half years old or so. Now, this was during the very last semester, not just for me, but also for Leo at the time. And things were going really great. Like we were good, things were good. They moved in, we thought they were really cool people. And now at least I could tell that their situation was not ideal because they were in living in a college dorm, but they were a family unit. And that's typically not how that goes when you're looking at college apartments and the people who live in them in that time frame. So just from that instance alone, I could tell that things were off and things were, they were kind of down on luck, whatever. So going forward with that, In the beginning, things were cool. They introduced themselves, no problem. This was maybe like month one, actually week one, because things got things escalated very quickly and dramatically. So week one, um, things were cool. You know, the baby cried and whatever, but it's whatever. So during this time, it was actually very, very stressful for me because, like I said, it was our last semester, and not just for me, but also for Leo. And at this time, I was doing my internship, which was about forty hours a week. 
And this was unpaid, so I also was working at night. So I was really doing eight-hour weeks. And I honestly do not know how I did that, but it got done because I got my degree. Anyways, this was such a stressful time, guys, and I just really want y'all to, like, grasp the severity of the situation because, honestly, the way things ended was absolutely crazy, and I will never probably live with roommates again because of it. And it was just crazy. So there was this one instance where, you know, we bought food and we'd all used the fridge. No one's food had ever gone missing from the fridge, anything like that. Nothing too bad. Um, you know, if I wanted something or if Leo wanted something, they would ask, we would ask. It'd be cool. Usually we did honestly never even touch each other's food because it was just courtesy like that. So I come home from one of my days of my internship when I have an hour break before I have to go to my actual job to start to staple to help me pay bills, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just bought that macaroni and cheese. And I really had my mouth set for that because I'm fat and I really love food. Like, don't mess with my food. Like, please. That's the one thing. Like, literally, that was the one thing I asked. I was like, y'all can do whatever. I don't care what you do. They can smell what you drink. You do I don't care. Just don't mess up my stuff. Ask me if you need to do something. That's it. Like, I, I, I'm not that person who's going to, like, be a stickler for everything and care about crap like that. No, it's not me. And neither was Leo. So, like, we thought things were cool. No bueno. No, no sir, no ma'am. So, I come home, and like I said, look in the fridge, and my macaroni and cheese wasn't there. And I was about to die because I was like, I didn't have time to sit here and make something else. Like, I really just, I didn't have to, like, and it was also my food, so I really shouldn't have to sit here and, like, search for my own food. So then I went and looked in, you know, I opened the freezer, saw that it wasn't there. So I closed the freezer. I thought, you know, maybe I'm just tired, you know, like, maybe it's in there. Maybe I'm just not looking right. So then I closed the freezer. I opened it back up, and I, like, I start searching through the freezer, and that it, it's not there. Like, my mac and cheese isn't fucking there. So then I look in the trash can and I'm just like mm, mm, of course so I already knew like I felt it when I, I just felt it and it was there and I saw the box so then I went to Leo and I was like hey I mean I know you probably didn't because I know you were I've lived here for a minute now and you've lived here for a minute like I just knew he did it and I was like hey did you like you know I can choose it like well, no I have my own food and it's like right I figured so then I went to the other ones because I'm a direct person. I'll just go like, look, did you do this? X, Y, Z. Because I don't have time to throw something over and be behind the bush. So I went to them and the hilarious thing, I was, I went to them and I went to her because this is um, the baby mom at the time. She was in there and she was also using my laptop at the time and I didn't know uh, that she was eating my macaroni and cheese, or else I would have never let her use my laptop. But she said she wanted to apply for jobs. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure, you can use my laptop to apply for jobs. You want to do something productive? Great. Now tell me why, when I went to go knock on the door and I went to go in there, I walk in, and they're eating my macaroni and cheese. Now this is organic macaroni and cheese, because I, I like, have this, like, I'm finicky, and I have, like, certain things I like to eat, and I like eat organic food, stuff like that. So... Tell me why eating my organic mac and cheese on my computer. Now, mind you, I said she could use my computer, okay? But 
she was not applying for jobs. She was watching some movie or something and eating macaroni and cheese. And also giving the macaroni and cheese to her child. Now, I would not have had any problem had you just communicated with me that you needed to actually, like, like, like I don't understand, like, why did you have to take my food and not say anything about it? Cool. So that, right there, lack of communication. Red flag. Okay? Red flag number one. So then, I was like, okay, so you know that's my macaroni and cheese, right? She was like, oh, well, my child had to eat and I didn't have nothing to give him. That's a guilt trip, trying to guilt me into making me feel bad that I'm calling you out for eating something that did not belong to you in the first place, okay? After you're already using something that doesn't belong to you, even though I let you use it. That's a favor, so let's not count that. But if you're going to be courteous, which I was, that it, so you see the red flag, you see the, the disrespect already starting out? And this is maybe week two. So then I went to... I went to Thai and I obviously took my laptop back and she asked me, she had the audacity afterwards to ask me to ask Leo if he, if she could use his laptop to finish some job application. Now I was like, girl, you know you weren't doing no job application. Stop trying to play games. But whatever. I didn't bother with that. And so I was like, mm, okay, key one. So then because of that situation, I took all my food, I took all the stuff out of um, the kitchen, all my pots, all my pans, everything, which put in my room. And I got a mini fridge like maybe a few days later. I actually got a mini fridge from my internship because I had complained about what was going on. And like this lady at my internship was like, oh, I have a mini fridge that I don't use. Like it's just I'm sitting in my office for the longest time. It's like empty, you can take it. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? And like, she's like, yeah. And I was like, whoa. So I took the mini fridge and I told Leo, I was like, hey, like, get a mini fridge because they're probably going to go eat your food too. Now, this is the craziest thing because they had food stamps to be able to go to the store and buy food. So I don't know why you needed to eat other people's food, but whatever. Red flag number two, or situation number two, was, and I could tell because from when we first moved in, let's say Chris, that was his name, right? He had told us like the type of things he used to do in Philly, which was like flip iPhones and that type of stuff. So shady type business, like scammer typeness. I was like, hmm, scammers, hmm, that's not gonna go too well. And I can already tell that. So even if I was in the apartment, I would start locking my door, that type of thing. And I could just tell that from their vibes, it wasn't peaceful, it wasn't good. They didn't have good intentions. Now there's a build up to this. There's a reason I'm detailing it in this way because there's there's a big drop at the very end of all of this. And I promise you guys. So, next point was when second red flag happened, where lack of communication or whatever the hell I don't even know. Um, they ended up eating Leo's food. Then the next part was things started going missing around the apartment. So like Leo's AirPod went missing and his AirPod went missing. Um, the other Asian roommate stuff started going missing. My stuff didn't go missing because I had locked up all of my things in my room and I made sure my door was locked and I didn't play that game with them at all. And then um, his bike, not my bike, but um, my Asian roommate taking his bike went missing randomly. And just things like that started escalating. And this is, again, they've only been here maybe 
two months now, and it, the whole vibe of the apartment changed. It was just very, ugh, in there. And Leo would constantly complain about them and things like that. So the next issue was a situation where I found myself in. And I was being nice because I was like, you know what? Let me just be nice, whatever. And I really shouldn't have based on their history. But you know what? Hindsight 2020. So they left the kid in the apartment. And he's like, Lee, um, not Leo. Chris was like, oh, I'm going to run up to the store. And I'm like, mm, okay. And like, there's a bull market. It's like right over by the apartment. And you can just like, it's literally right there. You could like tune it, walk if that. But tell me why he was gone for like 30 minutes. And tell me why, within this period of time, his kid peed himself. But, like, because his diaper or whatever wasn't even... It was a mess. So he basically peed on the floor, and I, and I told him to never leave his kid with me again. I wasn't doing that. I'm not his babysitter. Like, no. And also, you just don't leave your kid with strangers. Like, I know we're living together, but we're not, we're not friends like that. And you don't know me like that. Like, anything can happen. And I was like, you know what? I'm not putting myself in that liability if something was to have happened and I would be there I'd be responsible um legally anyway and so no I I would never again do that do not do that um at all so then that situation happened and then another situation they knocked on my door at two in the morning when I have to be up around like six to get to my internship and all of these things and asking me if I could give them money or Uber his baby mom to her job and that they would give me back the money. Now, no, I was not going to do that. And no, I didn't do it because previously Leo had told me an instance where he was going to mail some iPhone to somebody. And the story already sounded like some scammer type mess. So he was going to email, mail the iPhone to someone somewhere. And he asked Leo to drive him up to the post office. Now tell me how he gets to the post office and is about to mail it and package and everything. And the dude's like, oh, it's seven something to, for the mail, for the post. And he like pats his pockets and is like, oh, I don't have my wallet. And looks at Leo like he's expecting him to compensate for the fact that he forgot his wallet. That's another lack of communication and partly manipulation and schematization, okay? And, of course, because my um, friend is very nice and he prides himself on being a nice person like that, he went ahead and, you know, just paid the fee for the, you know... He went ahead and paid the fee uh, for the postage. And I was just like, hmm. So because of that instance, when he had asked, when, you know, Chris had asked, oh, hey, can, you know, you, you know, Uber my girl to work, whatever. No, I was not going to do that. Not at all. No sorry, Bob. Because irresponsible, immature, unpredictable. Lack of trust. Red flags. Too many red flags to start coming up. Things going missing. Like, no. Um, no. So then the next part about this, it gets 
even more crazy. Um, so this is around, mm, I guess you can cleanse here. So after that, his AirPods got stolen, Leo's AirPods got stolen. And by this time, I had really stopped messing with them. I really didn't talk to them. I came in, I came out. I hung out with Leo, but I didn't really talk to them or like that at all. I, Cause I wasn't featuring their mess. I wasn't entertaining the BS. And I cut it off and I kept telling Leo, hey, like stop talking to them, stop hanging out with them. And then they're not cool people. They're not good people. They're going to keep continuing with their scammy, shysty behavior. And no one heeds my warnings. He didn't heed my warnings. And this is leading up to the next part. So because he did not establish proper boundaries with these people, he ended up being taken advantage of because he wanted to project the image of him being a nice, good person and doing right. And it's basically naivety and not also establishing proper boundaries. And this is leading up to the next part. So this is around the end of the semester now at this point. So we've been dealing with them for a while. Things have just been escalating and getting more annoying. And at this point, um, I was actually home this weekend. And it was actually a very convenient time for me to come home. Because I came home and I just had a feeling like, hey, let me reach out to Leo and ask him how things are going. And I reached out, asked him how things were going, and apparently um, he had gotten graduation money from all of his you know, family and it gets stolen. Now, we knew who did it. I knew who did it. We were all sure who did it. But what had happened was they were upstairs in another friend's apartment and Leo had left his door open and I guess the money was on his desk or in an envelope or something like that. And I had been in his room several times, so I knew what his, the layout of his room looked like. And so had Chris. And they were playing video games in the room earlier in the day. Now, I don't know why they were playing video games in the room earlier in the day when this dude had like stolen your food and scammed you out some money a little bit. And it had just all of them been shady. So I had told him, you know, hey, don't do that, but whatever. And because of all of these things, he got taken advantage of even more. Money had gotten stolen from him and that type of thing. And eventually he did get the money back, not from him, um, but, but from his cousin. And a whole situation that developed, cops were called, a report was filed, that type of thing. Now, because of all of this, at the same time when he told me that the money had been stolen, and it was about, you know, a good thousand dollars, so that the money had been stolen, I had also sent a letter to the leasing office. And because my major is social work, I do know how to write letters like that officially and make it sound all official and a little bit threatening. And I had basically told them all of the situation that had been going on and that I felt unsafe and blah, blah, blah in my apartment. And they, I requested an immediate move. So they moved me into another building free of charge. Rent was still the same, no problem. And it was actually more innovative, newer apartment version newer apartment than the one I was currently living in. So that was great. And I had sent Leo the same form and I told him, you know, you could probably do the same thing and get out of the situation so you don't have to you know, stay here living with them. However, that did not work for him, even though he was the one whose the situation really happened to. But I guess they weren't allowing two people, two tenants to leave that same apartment. And so I did feel for him, I really did. And I I couldn't imagine, I mean, 
like imagine like you're getting you're graduating and you're about to graduate college and you're like really happy and then your money gets stolen from that like that's 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 so evil that's so malicious that's just an awful thing to do and he had to stay in the apartment until the lease was over and things just got worse from there i mean not, not too sure because i had moved out like i said I came over every once in a while, but I wasn't about to stay in there. And then Chris, while they were upstairs, apparently he had stolen stuff from, from people up there too, and they got more camera, he got arrested. So karma did come back for him. Um, but the whole point here was that establishing boundaries um, early on and putting your foot down early on and and you know, not having to, basically being a nice person sometimes can, can bite you in the ass. Um, trying to be that person for everyone can sometimes leave you with less than what you had before. And you would have probably gotten yourself, not gotten yourself in that situation had you established those boundaries. Now, I'm, he did learn, I'm hoping Leo had learned something very valuable from that lesson to not be so trusting. And it's sad that we have to say that in this world today, but this is the world we live in. You can you cannot be that trusting with everyone. Everyone is not your friend. And some people are out here to get you. And I hope that going forward, he does, you know, recognize what these red flags look like, you know, and I, I, I tried to tell him, but again, my warnings were not heated and I wish they were because I really didn't want anything like that to happen to him. And I really was worried that that something like that would happen. And every worry that I had had come to pass. And I just really didn't want that to happen to him. And I just, it just, it was a horrible thing because he really couldn't even enjoy the fact that he was graduating. Like, it was just so shitty. But again, to recap, red flags. You have to pay attention to them because overlooking them will usually end up biting you in the ass. And that's not just in friendships, also in relationships. Um, and that's how you can end up in, you know, and not to blame the victim at all. No, I'm not blaming the victim. However, there are signs, there are things that you can look for. There are ways in which certain situations can be avoided things and indicators and signs you can look for that you can recognize when things become more of a pattern versus a chance and coincidence. So again, lack of communication, irresponsible, immature, unpredictable behavior, lack of trust, um, controlling behavior, secretiveness, and abusive behavior. And not just abusive in the form of emotional or psychological, but also Financial. A lot of people don't realize that financial abuse is a thing, but it is. People using you for the financial things and financial gain that you can give to them. It's very thing. It's a very. It's a thing that manipulators do very easily and do very well. Um, and green flags. Green flags. Again, there are positives to every negative. So green flags. Direct communication. Openness. You know. They're a good person to talk to. You're, you can be authentic with them. 
their communication is good. Um, they're not, they're a flexible person, so they're not going to be um, controlling in that sense. Uh, and your friends approve of them. They're just, they're just not a person who you think would do anything to try and intentionally harm you. And these are some green flags to look for. And again, I really thank you guys for listening. Next time we'll be back on our anime reviews, a review of, you know, the episodes of Black Clover, Fire Force, and My Hero Academia. I thank you guys so much for listening. And again, follow me on Instagram. This would be islandvibe5. Follow me on Twitter, islandvibe05. And you can find both of those as well and send me suggestions and topics and things you want to talk about. And this was just my, you know, Monday mindfulness segment. And I'll be posting more of these because I think people would benefit a lot from these advices um, that I give out. And again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll tune in next time.